Welcome back to Crafty Time. With Mark and Fiona. Hey, we never do intros on this podcast. We roll straight in, but I thought this time it would be good. Hi, Fiona. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing? All pretty good. I've been in Las Vegas the last several days for CES, Super Electronics Show, and you just got back to... Edinburgh, and I just had first day back at uni, so yeah. Yeah? Is it, is it a whole new term? This, this Is it a whole new night. term, or are you already in the term? Well, it's a whole new semester, but I have mostly the same classes, but it's like di- we're learning different things. Okay. Or we're doing different things. Well, you know, we usually we just start we're talking to somebody, and like if you're here and you don't know them as well, they get introduced. Or if I don't know them, they. But since I'd spent like three days with Bob before we recorded, <laughs> we were so familiar that we just start talking about things, like on, on on too familiar a level, I think, for the audience. So I think they're not going to know who so he is. So how did you? How when did you meet Bob Torty? So I met Bob Torty. I met I met Bob through his wife, uh, Dali. They met each other on Broadway in a play called Smokey Joe's Cafe, for which she got a Tony nomination. He got a Tony nomination for originating a role in um, uh, Starlight Express, which is the Andrew Lloyd Webber play where they're all on roller skates and they're all playing model (laughs) trains. It's this insane 1980s thing. And uh, so they're both like Bob and his wife are both Broadway legends. And then they came out here and have worked in a lot of television. At least Bob has. And he was the dad on The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yes. A Disney Channel show. That is where I definitely and, recognize him And in from. fact, when we, um, we dropped one of his kids off at the local trampoline uh, gym, like a dodgeball, sort of in, indoor dodgeball trampoline mm-hmm. gym, uh, he got recognized by someone behind the desk and explained who he was. This little girl, like, lost her mind. This, you know, like, 16-year-old. Yeah. Including so Sweet Life on Deck, which was, like, I don't know if it was a spinoff or just it like was. It was like the another next, show. But the idea was, he's was the, he was the dad of these of, of Zach and Cody, who was an actor who was never around, which is the kind of fantasy of all tweens that their but parents were not their around. Mom, even their mom, but was she was like also, also not around. very rarely in the. But show. he was in maybe nine episodes, and but has this. He says he can't go to the mall without people recognizing him. But he was also on. But uh, also because those those shows rerun like thousands of times, right? Yeah, and it's not just one generation. They just keep they keep they start them up again for every new generation. But he's also he's in also like in... so many other things, like Clueless. He's in that that thing you do was one of his biggest TV uh, movie roles, where he played Mister Saturday Night. That thing you do is the film directed by Tom Hanks about a one hit wonder band called The Wonders, spelled O'Neaters. Oh. And he's Mister Saturday Night. He's this like uh, kind of Dean Martin kind of character. And he sings this, uh, not Mr. Saturday Night, I'm sorry. Uh, what the hell was it? Mr. Saturday Night was a different film. This We talk about this in the podcast. Mr. Saturday Night was a different film that was directed by uh, Billy Crystal. It was his one film he directed. He was Mr. Downtown. Mm. And uh, and anyway, he's the super smooth guy. And Bob's one of the coolest guys I know. Uh, so what's he doing now? Well, he, he moved to Las Vegas because he was in Rock of Ages, which is a great Broadway show. They played on Broadway mm-hmm. and they toured a bit and it was in Vegas for about five years. And he was the villain in that. And uh, ended up moving his whole family to Vegas to be in that. And then eventually it closed. 
And But now he and his wife have started a new show at the station casinos called um, Brunch to Broadway. And it's a brunch show aimed Those at are two of my favorite things. the old geezers who come and eat brunch. And it's all old uh, Broadway songs. And, it's, and I saw it yesterday. And it's so good. Literally, I, brunch and like show tunes are two of my favorite things. It's like, the two of them, these Broadway I like, would go to this show. Legends. Great. And then four other really amazing singers who also are in shows on the strip. And since it's like noon on Sunday, uh, everyone's available. And it's this beautiful, fantastic show. I cried a couple of times just by the sheer emotion of incredible Broadway songs. So you know? is, is there a storyline or is it just like an in-concert kind of thing? It's just like a jukebox musical. It's just, a, they just they just kind of take turns doing songs. They're very loosely linked together with little bits of shtick and and talking to the audience and stuff. And Fun. Kind of just the, uh, it's the kind of spectrum of uh, of broadway musical the theme of this this is the third time they've done it they, they've changed it they've changed it every few months so they can you know keep the same show up and get new people mm-hmm. and they just changed it up and it's called broadway blockbusters because they had brunch to broadway then they had their christmas show and now they have broadway blockbusters so now they have a huge oh. repertoire of arrangements so they can reshuffle the deck and change the show up every every month that's great and it's Sounds it's like great, a good gig. And there are talks to do it in a bunch of other places. And I think it, I predict it's going to get really big. And it's so inexpensive; it's like twenty bucks, which it's 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 not a it's like an hour long show, which is kind of long enough. Um, but it's most of the shows in Vegas are like a hundred bucks or more for the big big. Is shows. it like dinner theater? Well, no, you don't eat in the theater, but like it's a it's just like within a hundred steps of where the where the brunch is. You know. Oh, I see. And you can get a package deal for the brunch and the show for for like thirty dollars or something, and the brunch is only like twenty dollars. So so it's a pretty good Which deal. Which is much less expensive than eating brunch on actual Broadway. <laughs> oh, that's true. If you go to actual Broadway, forget about it. You know, you're gonna pay forty dollars yeah. for a bagel and a schmear, and wait in line for thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but I just wanted to do this little intro with you since you didn't get to be there for the actual interview, and we only talked for about forty minutes because you had to. It was the night before the show the, with the new songs. So we had to go and like study all the lyrics and make sure he had it all cold between him and his wife. Uh, so I thought this podcast would benefit by a little, you know, more depth to talk about who this guy is and, and what his deal is. And um, he taught me how to use a lathe. He's very handy. He has a nice workshop in his garage. Fun. He makes these cool magic that's, wands that's, that he sells. That's the thing where you make like like uh posts like a yeah like a bed post or it spins it's a a piece of wood that spins really fast and you have tools that shave off the wood you know like for chess pieces yeah you can make chess pieces or fountain pens or 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 wizardy magic wands online staircases the handrails oh yeah have those like knobby things yeah the, the 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 posts yeah those are that's what i was trying to say the the newel post is the one the big one that turns but then there's styles, they're called, are those vertical And they're all things. knobby and funny, but yeah. Right, they come to a point radial at the end symmetry. to fit into a hole, you know. And that's and all, you radial know. radial symmetry. That's all things, like 15th yeah. century technology, you know, wood turning. But uh, he, has, he has two lathes, and uh, but no table saw. And I have a table saw. Was so. one not enough? Well, he has a really big one. And then he has like okay. a little one that we used, you know. So there's like the lathe, the lathe for like houses and there's the lathe for like doll houses there's like the 12 inch lathe which is good for 
you know, your magic wands and your little gadgets. Then he has like the 36-inch the lathe. So you could do like walking sticks and baseball bats and stuff like that. Okay. And he's available for, um, you know, custom uh, orders if you want. But uh, if anyone happens to hear this and happens to be going to Las Vegas, look for Brunch to Broadway on all the social medias. Spelled exactly right with no funny letters. Can I bring up something unrelated? Of course. Because you said baseball bats. Uh And on the plane, because I was on an international flight that has like movies in the back of your seat, I watched the new Kingsman film, which has been out for like a while. Ah, yes. And like one of the props is like a baseball bat that's like a bombs it, it, it does it does something i don't remember what it does but like it's so funny i love i figured out like i was kind of like analyzing why i like it so much is because like the violence is almost like campy and like slapstick yeah like the violence is funny because it's like so an action because it's like so ridiculous and like very impossible a yeah. lot of it and these like slow motion like almost dance moves oh yeah they, they stop this, in the air it's like slow-mo that just stops dead so the camera can kind of swirl through the incredible oh, yeah. the impossible one in a million dodge but of the, the whole hit. and the whole film it's very campy and like slapstick and just like ridiculous like, oh yeah comic book austin powers world but it's so fun oh yeah and but it, but they play it straight you know They're, like austin yes, powers it's which all makes gags. it but this makes it funnier because no, they play like, it straight. They play it straight, which makes it like so funny and so enjoyable. Oh, yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. Kingsman was excellent. And that – so the two films I watched – the other film I watched on the plane, which is like kind of related in like the slapstickness of it, was A Fish Called Wanda. Oh, yeah. That's a classic. Which I had seen like years ago, but I didn't really remember it. It was yeah. under like essential films and as a category. And I was like, I remember that movie being good, but I don't really remember it. So I should watch it again. And it was hilarious. Kevin Klein. And I was just like, Kevin Klein, got who's just an like Oscar this ridiculous character. Oh my God. Kevin Klein got a Best Supporting um, Actor Oscar. It's one of the only comedy, G- you know, acting Oscars ever. His character is just bizarre, like bonkers. Like he says he's a Buddhist, oh but he doesn't know what it means. He's just really dumb. Like everything he does is just crazy, but he plays it like it's like he should be doing it. Oh my God. And then like Jamie Lee Curtis is just amazing. Like she's the smartest one in the whole movie. Oh yeah. Like the scene, th- there's this scene where she like sees um, John Cleese and she's like, oh, I'm going to go talk to him. And she like takes her earrings off and takes her like big like poofy coat off and puts these like fake glasses on and she like pretends to be like a law student and it's just like she's so like the character is so like smart and slick and manipulates everyone in the film oh yeah and is like the only one who like actually knows what's going on and like is uh, yeah i just and really I, enjoyed it it was fantastic and, and john john cleese wrote that wrote that film you can tell because yeah. he gets the girl in the end <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like the middle-aged you know geezer gets the hot girl at the end and there seems to be a happy ending she seems to like him you know which is kind of cool yeah and it's and it's funny also because like jamie lee curtis kisses like every character in the film <laughs> well that was her thing back then she was like the sexy comedy actress well that's like she is she's like super sexy but she's also like so smart and like a con man Oh, yeah, that was her thing. And if like, you ever see Trading Space, it's a very similar character. Where she's a prostitute. But I just, like, I just loved her character because I was, like, she's, like, she's, like, kicking butt and taking name, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And now she's selling yogurt that helps you poop. 
you know, she's getting the job done. Uh, you got you got it. That's like stuff we need. Yeah. All right, Fiona. Well, thank you for helping me introduce the yeah. Bob Torty uh, episode of Crafty Time. I can't wait to hear it. And again, we'll do our little, our little tags here. I'm uh, Mark W. Gray on Instagram. You are Theo Gray. F-I-O-G-R-A-Y. Bob Torty is Robert underscore Torty. And he's Robert Torty on IMDb if people want to look him up for anything. And that's T-O-R-T-I. That's right. Torty. Like tortilla, but without the LLA. And yeah. uh, and it's Brunch to Broadway, at Brunch to Broadway and everything as well. So now here is my fun chat in the woodshop with Bob Torty. I love Crafty Time. <laughs> We're actually, Crafty Time is being uh, uh, streamed from my workshop. We're recording. Which is Crafty. The Crafty Workshop of Mr. Bob Torty, my good friend. Uh, TV legend, Broadway star, or TV star, Broadway legend. I don't know about that. But <laughs> I've been on TV, and I have been to Broadway three times. It was Broadway first, and then movies, then TV, right? No, it was TV first, yeah, and then movies and Broadway. Okay, it was kind of all all mixed and thrown in together. Okay, so so Mr. Saturday Night was first. I mean, there's probably a lot more things leading up to that, though. Mr. Saturday Night, what's that? You're, you know, this is okay. You might recognize Bob from uh, uh, the the, the um, that thing you do, right. which is Tom Hanks's. Darkness first and only. falls and the night's begun. The river of light comes. That was me. Hey, Mr. Saturday but Night. It was, yeah, it was more uh, Mr. Downtown. Mr. Downtown. Yeah, Sat- you're right. Mr. Saturday yeah. Night. I'm sorry, that was Billy Crystal's film. That's right. It was his right. directorial debut and right. the last time. And I was I was in Tom Hanks' directorial debut. Tom Hanks. Yes. Yeah, which was a terrific film. Yeah, it was great. We've learned to play that thing you do at my ukulele club. It's so hard because it's a chord on every oh, yeah. word. It's very Beatlesque. Oh yeah, it's very it's not it's jazzy. Yeah, it's not like a rock song with three chords. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so okay, I've, when did I meet you? I met you through your wife. Uh, when I, she and I were teaching together at, in Florida. Right at the uh, um, Young Arts Young Arts thingy. Yeah, which is. It's kind of evolved now, but it was a thing where the kids, like genius kids in the arts, dance, right. painting, music, film, which is what I taught, a bunch of other things all came together and were judged by us right? and then awarded the presidential scholarships. Right. I remember I did it one time and I'm watching all these talented kids and these are all high school kids. Yeah, they're all juniors. <laughs> I leaned over to my wife and I had said, we need to go back to class. <laughs> yeah. These kids were ridiculously talented. Oh, way better than I ever was as a kid. Same here. <laughs> but I, but then again, I think that the resources are better now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like when you're a kid, they're so... I mean, you could turn on YouTube and see a hundred ways to do everything. Plus, there's a place to put it. Right. I mean, back in my day, when we went to auditions, we had to use a Thomas guide. <laughs> there were no cell phones. Well, I had one, um, but that was the brick. Um, but there were no, there was no GPS. There oh, was yeah. none of that. It was a Thomas guide. So you're going to Sony Pictures, and that's D four uh, 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 F on page one twenty eight. So right. you would really and you just, live on page thirty six. Yeah, and you would correlate, you know, like a map. You know, here it is, and this is how I, I go. Never, I had one of those back in the day, and I could, I never got the hang of it. I yeah. never liked the Thomas Thomas guide. Well, it was funny because uh, back in the day when I was somebody. Um, oh. Come now. Yeah. Uh, I would repeat 
you go to these places a lot, so you'd highlight, and then you would make a legend. Sure. So the green highlight was for Paramount. The yellow uh-huh. highlight was for Universal. This and that, the other, and so. You mark that all up, then someone steals it out of the backseat of your car. And then it's, that's you're it. You're out of business. That's it. Yeah. You can back it up to the cloud. <laughs> There's no cloud. <laughs> well, actually, there were, ironically, there were more clouds because there was much more smog back then, too. That's right. Because they, they outlawed, like, a certain kind of lawnmower gas uh-huh. and leaded gas. When I lived in LA in the eighties, it was um, I lived was at USC, and you couldn't see the Hollywood sign. Right, it was just gray. Well, it was the, Christmas the before I knew there was a hill was there. Horrible, yeah. It was a nightmare. Yeah. And now it's kind of lovely all the oh, time. Yeah. Oh yeah. But we're here in Las Vegas. Progress. Yeah. Where it's beautiful every day. It is. And I've heard you can gamble here. I've heard that too. It's crazy. I, I, I can't imagine what that's like. I don't either, because I, I don't. Oh, not me. No, never. Much. So sinful. Yes. No, I, I played a little blackjack last night. I wasn't going to gamble at all this trip. Right. But then I just got nothing else to do. Well, when you live here, it's like, you know, when you fir- when we first moved here, obviously it was, it was the novel. It was like, oh, let's go here, let's go here, let's oh, yeah. go here. And then obviously when I was doing Rock of Ages, um, uh, you know, I have to go to the strip every day. Yeah, well, you're sh- like in a major casino. Yeah, the show ran four and a half years. It closed a year ago. I, in a year, I've been to the strip twice. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't go. Just for the White Castle? Yeah. Uh, no, I go because there's either I'm going to see somebody or I have an appointment. Yeah. But that's it. And like tomorrow, we're, we're not even going to the strip either. We're going to Red Rock Casino. Right, which is the other direction. Where we do our show, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is cool. So let's try to give let's get some buy. So Because this podcast is basically about crafts making things but it's also about the artistic okay the holistic artistic expression of all things sure making things sure that's like i think of all things i've done in my life they all kind of are making things mm-hmm. whether it's cinematography or then all my hobbies and carpentry and right art and fiona who's my co-host who's in scotland she just flew back today so she was gonna come in on the skype but she's she's, she's mia be, she's, she's gonna uh, be tired i heard from her mom that she's okay and she's there oh, good okay so I'm not worried about her, but she's not like looked at my texts, so I can't. So I couldn't raise her, but uh, you know, often have her on the. We'd have her here on our disembodied face on an iPad, yeah, which is good fun. She's better in person though, as as we all are. Yeah. But um, anyway, it's, it's, it's because of who I know, people like you. Most mm-hmm. of the guests have been sort of showbiz people, but you actually are even more appropriate because you also are a crafty maker. Yes. I love I love my shop. It's actually my, my shop. It's a three-car garage, but I have every tool in the world, and I've got a, well, I had a 40-inch television that was working good. <laughs> um, nice little recliner and just drawers and drawers of supplies and this, and I love carving wood. And I haven't heard the word man cave come up. No, it's not really man cave. It was If it was a man cave, there'd be, I mean, well, I guess because of the big, Barker Lounge. This is a big in. leather it's chair. It's massive. And the reason it's out here is because the dogs and the cat killed it. <laughs> and I was going to throw it away, but I went, no. This is really a perfect. love seat. Or oh, Orson Welles. Well, yeah, it's, it's a two person. I'm a large man, and yeah. I could put like five cats in this chair with yeah, me. Yeah, and it and it reclines completely flat. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, so when you're in Dutch with the wife, you're out here. That's it. Out here. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love. I work with clay, I work with stone, I work with wood. Um, I love taking old electronics apart and making something out of that. I like repurposing. Yeah. Love making the magic wands. We had fun making your your first you magic wand. You taught me how to lathe today. today. I, I taught never you how to lathe. Before. I have two lathes. You turned, I guess. Turned. You turned, yes. I tr- we got to put another, give it a coat of shellac to my yeah, wand up there. Yeah, it's looking good, though. Yeah. I'll That's, have to put, we'll, I'll put that on the Instagram. Right. 
of the show. Okay, and they'll see it. Crafty Time Podcast. Yeah, because we, we started it, when they didn't see it from the first block, but because I usually post all of my projects from beginning to end. Oh, like, yeah? Like, hey, I found this piece of wood. Let me see what I can do with it. Then I'll do halfway through it, and then I'll show the finished product. On Instagram or? On on Facebook, Instagram, okay. yeah. So I, I'm with you on Instagram and Facebook. I, I, I haven't. I've not seen that much coverage. I literally have not been creating anything. And, and like I told you before, I'm so anal. Yeah. Because my shop, I can't create until I clean my shop. I see. And then I make it a mess. And then when I'm done, I clean it again. But we've been real busy with the show. I've got a, you know my show called Brunch to Broadway. Um uh, we've got a show tomorrow. We've got two shows tomorrow, 12 and 2, over at Red Rock. And it's usually the night, the couple nights before is just cram, 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 because there's 16 songs per right. show. I'm the host. Now, do you, you said you got new shows, new material tomorrow. Uh-huh. So how often do you change it up like that? Every month. Every, you do it twice in the month? We do uh, four shows a month. Okay. Yeah. And then, so what we did is, uh, well, it's not, technically not every month. We did a run of uh, Brunch to Broadway. Um, which was the 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 maiden voyage of it, and it was a tribute to Lieber and Stoller. And Lieber Stoller um, wrote a show called Smokey Joe's Cafe, and that's right. where Delia and I met. Right. But Lieber and Stoller also wrote Spanish Harlem, Yakety Yak, Charlie Brown, so Stand more, By Me. There's more stuff Woman. that wasn't in that show. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's, okay. it's crazy. You know, they uh, they were good friends with Elvis, and you know, I mean, it just goes on and on and mm-hmm. on. So we did it was a tribute to them because that's how we met. And this was our idea, just like to bring the matinee back. Sure. And it seems to be working. So Now, you're not using Smokey Joe's Cafe. No. But that I saw that. That's not really a play, though, really. It's just sort of a, I guess you call it a jukebox musical. Yeah, yeah. Where, Mus- musical review. Yeah, so you just sort of like talk a little bit. and Right. But and for yeah. something like that, did someone write the book? Did someone write all the talky bits that go between? There were no talk. There's no talking. It was all music. Okay. All music. And it, scene, the, 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 it was all set design, which was all the scene changes, which was seamless. It was beautiful. Oh, yeah. But what we do is, you know, we come out, we do an opening number, um, and then I talk and I explain to them. We have a lot of uh, repeat customers. You'll see it tomorrow. Um, and... Um, the formula that's working well for us is is the audience loves that backstory. Uh-huh. You know, we let them inside, behind the curtain. Right. And um, then we... Like you tell the showbiz. Exactly. Like, we tell like the stories. Stuff. Yeah, I do, the, I do the thing. It's like, you know, I was lucky enough to be nominated for a Tony Award in the audience. Oh, that's great. I said, well, that was for Starlight Express, Starlight right? Express, yeah. And then I said, and my wife was, was blessed to be nominated for a Tony Award for... Um, of course. Uh, like Sm- Smokey Joe's Cafe. Okay. But she was that, also in Chorus Line. That oh, was, yeah, yeah, at 17. Yeah, that yeah. was like her kind of breakthrough. Yeah, she was handpicked by Michael Bennett. Because, I mean, I was, I think we're about the same age. And when I was a kid, I mean, I would have been in high school while she was right. on Broadway. Yeah. And uh, and I remember going and seeing Chorus Line at Clues Hall in Indianapolis. Wow. On the Broadway tour or whatever. Right. And, uh, you know, there's maybe, of the hundreds of musicals, there's like one or two a year. Right. That anyone in America has heard of, sure, and that was the one. Oh, absolutely! And it's you know, was oh, huge. It's, for yeah, it's absolutely great. And then what was cool about it too is you know that that formula that Michael Bennett had was just taking a bunch of singers and sitting them down in a room and doing what we're doing. Let's tell some stories. Let's tell some audition stories. And all the songs were written from those stories. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, uh, I'm watching Cisco Pitter Pat. I can do that. So it's a guy who literally watched his sister right. at dance class going, wait a minute. That looks easy. I can, and okay. he does it, you know, and that's how he, you know, so it was, it was really <sighs> cool. So our, you know, our formula for uh, Brunch to Broadway is real similar. It's just really talented people, amazing band, five piece live band. And it's just 
opening the curtain and letting the audience in. Uh-huh. So and they love it. They absolutely love it. That's cool. And, yeah. and then you've got to, but you've got to prepare. You've got to like uh, orchestrate, uh, uh, arrange all these uh, numbers. Yeah, yeah. And that this, ain't free. This no, it ain't free. But this is gonna be the last one because right now, so we've literally put on three shows in three months, mm-hmm. and each show has sixteen songs. Oh, 16 different songs. Different songs. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. So you've done that three times. Mm-hmm. So you've got over 500 songs now. Well, not that no, many. No, that's not. I'm sorry. 16, 16, 16. 30, three times 18 plus 30, 48. 48 songs, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, what we'll do is we'll just now pick and choose because we have right. a contract for three months for this show called Broadway Blockbusters. Right. Um, whether so we'll do the same one? We'll do the same one for the next three months. Um, got extended to another casino called Santa Fe, cool. which is awesome. And we'll do that on every third Sunday. So we're working three times a month. Um, but beyond that, I'm not going to, uh, We can't, I just can't. It's just financially not sustainable. Yeah. You know, because trying to get all the charts written and do all that. So Now, do got... you have to front the cost for the theater and all that? Or... No. Because they... I was thinking about all the stuff like microphones. And no, no, they take care tech. of it. Their crew comes with everything. Okay. Because the in-house crew is on; they're hired anyway. Right. They're already there, so so they're on we, the payroll. Of we we have venue. an event. You got to go do this. So okay. they're already there, um, and we're basically um, not renting um, anything. So they're covering for them, and then I got to pay all the musicians and right. the singers, all the talent. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's so. That's great. So then, but then, uh, do, do you? Do, this is kind of behind the scenes business, I guess. That's the point. Do, do they pay? Do you get a cut of it, or do they just pay you a flat rate to make the show? It's flat rate to make the show. Yeah. And then you pay everybody accordingly. Right. So we don't get a piece of the door. We don't get a piece of alcohol sales. Would you prefer that? Would that be a better deal for you? Nah, not if it changed the base. If it was an incentive on if top, it was what you got plus. A cut. Yeah, that would be fine. Yeah. Because when when we pitched the idea, they gave us, you know. And just for example, let's say their top their top show would get twenty thousand dollars a right. show, uh-huh. and their bottom show would get seven thousand dollars, okay, or or uh, eight thousand dollars. I came in under their budget. Oh boy, because okay. I wanted to get in the door. Sure, thinking that you know you do the right job, you do work, and it's like now you know it's only been three months, so got to be patient. Sure, but it's time to to change. Sure, so. Because that's, I'm offering everybody's everybody's making really good money. Yeah, the talent and, is glad to be. And there. that's the thing is that our entire band performs on the strip at night, so nobody's going to get out of bed for hundred bucks. Right. Because they've are, already got their job. They've already. These are. This is their second job. Okay. This, this is like a side job. Little side pickup. hustle. Yeah. And each show, like I said, is only fifty-five minutes. So we usually get there. Um, with the first show being at twelve, we usually get there around ten thirty. Work the bugs out, fix some quick staging. First show's at noon. It's over at 12.55. We run outside. We do a step and repeat. Meet all the audience. Connect they love with it. Your audience. Connect That's with the audience. Um, take photos. Penn and Teller did that in their show. I was yeah. really impressed. They were I out am. there in the hall when you Very left. important. Yeah. Very important. And then um, then we go back in. We got about a half hour to breathe, drink some water, and then we do it again. Then we're done. And you go, you're so, back home. So what did you learn from four years on a really big show like Rock of Ages? About how to do your show? Uh, nothing. Nothing? No. They did they? No, no, that's but not. Did you learn what not to do? Did you, no. I mean, did you learn? Yeah, what I learned was don't treat your don't treat your employees like crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly what I'm asking. That's yeah. what you learned. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely, yeah. No, they were they were really good at reminding you that you can be re- on Rock of Ages. But you're just a cog. You can be replaced any day. As a matter of fact, I got fired because after three years, after after getting salary cuts and them changing the insurance, my insurance was, I think I was paying $300, um, $300 a month or $400 a month. Okay. No, no, it was more than that. For the whole fam. Yeah, no, six hundred dollars a month. So that okay. comes out of my check. So like one ninety two, whatever came out every month. Then they changed the insurance company and it went to three hundred and ninety six dollars a week aye, aye, aye. coming out of my check. That was after we got two pay cuts. And technically we were union, but we were not. And I had to pay two and a quarter percent of my salary to the to, union, to the union for nothing. For nothing. Yeah. And so I asked for a $50 raise a week, $50 raise a week. They said, oh man, it's been so good working with you and got fired on the spot. Was that it then? Or did they like... No negotiation, no nothing. No, just, no, you can't have that. They just said, no, fired? no. For well, asking. I mean, we said, they said, no, it's not in the budget. Uh-huh. And I said, it's $50. And they said, well, the show's losing money. It's this and that. And the other thing is, okay, okay. It's $50. You already cut me $350. You give me 50 of that back, I'm still down $300 a week. Yeah. So they fired me, and then I had to call back and go on my hands and knees because I got a family to support. Yeah. You know. So, well, that's. Uh, so I learned, yeah, treat your employees well. Right. Though, treating you badly worked for them, I guess. Oh, of course it does. Because it makes you unhappy. It makes yeah. You want to stay. And that's the other thing is what I did is I didn't audition anybody. Right. I knew people that I trust and believe in. And I said, this is what I'm looking for. Who do you know? Yeah. This person. I said, do you like them? They said, yeah, they're great. Okay, they're hired. Yeah. And that was the other thing because the cast is really happy with the fact they have to audition for everything. Well, sure. And this is the first time that it was like, no, look, if, if, if I'm working with somebody who's my musical director and I put her on a pedestal and she's amazing, mm-hmm. Angela Chan, by the way, um, then yeah, I'm going to take her word for, I trust her. Sure. And that's exactly it. So everybody, I went to each person individually. I say, listen, I'm doing this. Are you interested? And they said, yeah. That's cool, man. Mm-hmm. So what, what's your vision for it? Then you want to like roll it out in a bunch more places? Or? Yeah, I'd like to get us, I'd like to get us. See, the thing is, what's tricky about it is, is, is the brunch part. Um, what, what, when I did all my homework and everything, uh, I noticed that anywhere from 1,000 to 3,000 people come on site per weekend mm-hmm. to eat. Sure. Now these are obviously older folks, you know. But there's, these, these are like the just for the if people don't know Las Vegas, right. it's like there's the Strip and all the right. ones like the MGM that everyone knows about. Then there's like 50 more casinos. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That are kind of for the locals, right? Because they're live, very nice, yeah. But they're not like you never heard of them. Yeah, the Station Casinos. It's a big brand out here. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, well, wait a minute, that's pretty cool. And they have these beautiful theaters, but they're they're at night. Mm-hmm. And that was the other thing that I was really proud about that my wife and I, uh, uh, Dilly and I were proud about was we're not taking anybody's job away because right. nobody's working during the day. Right. So I'm not stealing from somebody else's show. I'm it's not like putting a talent. night shift in the factory. Exactly. And they're idle. Exactly. Theater's idle. Um, so that was a really cool thing to, to do. And then our, our joke is, you know, our demographic is age 50 to dead. <laughs> right. So. You know, these are people who have lived here all their lives. They're locals. We don't have to rely on the tourist industry or the fluctuation or the fluctuation the- or anything. And, and you know, with the numbers, any from a thousand to three thousand people, I need six percent. Yeah. Okay. That's not a bad. Quota. Now, if you have signage and whatnot in the brunch, absolutely. Area. Yeah, we have signage. We've got um, 
it goes out and they have all their mailers and stuff. And uh, as a matter of fact, I got invited. I got two free tickets to my show. Oh, just because you went and had brunch? Like, hey, please no, 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 because I'm a, I'm a player and you have the, you know, oh, you the, have the card. card. Yeah, yeah. the player's card. So they offer you, you know, two free tickets to see the show. So, and that's what they do. Is, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's how it's done is you get, and, and when I had the meeting with my boss, who's a buddy of mine, he, <coughs> he had said, if you can get 50 people on property per day, that's all I care about. Because they're going to stick around. And eventually, bucks eventually a 20 is going to go in a machine. And that's, uh, listen, that's how this town was built. It wasn't built on winners. Um, no, I know. And, it's um, built on my tears. <laughs> but now we do two shows a day and, a, you know, almost 300 seat theater. And we're bringing 600 people on property right. in a three hour period. Yeah. So. That's pretty good. That's working. On Sunday afternoon. When, Sunday afternoon when nothing else is going church. on. After church. That was it. The formula too. They go to church at 10 or 11. Then mm-hmm. they go to eat and then they go home. So our shows are at 12 and 2, right smack dab. And, oh, you know what? Let's, okay, we'll go We'll go eat first and then we'll go see the show. Oh, we'll go see the show first, then we'll go eat. And then we'll yeah. go home. And we're still home before 4 o'clock. So everyone in that buffet is either just seeing your show or just about to see your show. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Don't know. But you, but you don't have to go out there and like, paper, and like flyer the crowd. I mean, no, it, it, happen, it just happens. It just happened. Our first show uh, was a sellout. Our first week was a sellout. Well, the price is right. Yeah, twenty bucks for the show. I was telling you, thirty-two like I, for the show and buffet. I've been coming here for decades, mm-hmm. and I, I like I, I was, I was like to see some show. Yeah, because I was always blown away by they'd put on this amazing show for fifty dollars or something. Right, like back when the, like the the spectacular at uh, right. Flamingo with sure. dancing girls and naked ice skaters and stuff right, was. Right. 50 bucks now it's like everything's 100 bucks it's like yeah. Broadway everything's like over 100 dollars right. for the good ones and that's just to get to see the show and, and, and like if you want a, a, a semi-obstructed view to see oh right. it's still like 200 dollars right I've still never seen that damn show oh it's good but uh, but if there's like a 50 dollars show or a 40 dollars show I'm like ooh <coughs> let's take a closer look at uh, mm-hmm. you know that magician or that right. or that hypnotist and or something what I love about you know uh, partnering with station casinos is the parking is free the parking is free mm-hmm that is that's that's a, I, I I keep wanting that to turn around. Right. It's been the last year. All that's the big terrible. casinos are charging. That's terrible. Not only for valet, they're overcharging for the valet. It's just greed. But like they have a, a, a wigwag to get seven bucks after two hours. Totally greed. Plus they at the SLS this week and it's free. They still yeah. have a big empty parking garage. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. You go see another show. Um, you know, granted ours is only fifty-five minutes, but the majority of shows are. 50 or 45 to 90 minutes. That's it. Yeah. There's no more shows that are two hours. Yeah. They don't want the people in the theater. They want them on the floor. Well, they want their plan. They want them playing. Um, but so, yeah, so you, you got to still, you got to go, you got to park, you got to pay for this, you got to do that, blah, blah, blah. I think, I think all in for our show with taxes is like 36 bucks Yeah. to eat that- one of the best like meals you've ever brunch. i mean full-on crab legs to filet mignon to whatever aye, aye. yeah it's insane and then you know then you could if you just want to go and eat dessert for an hour or two or three <laughs> and there's no time limit you just go in there and sit uh, down and eat as much as you I want f- i feel like you have to uh i think about those those vegas buffets yeah it's so easy just to go god damn it i'll show them yeah and just eat your brains out yeah and then you pay for it and then you pay then you're like i feel bad now yeah I didn't want this. I wanted to feel good. I wanted to be happy. But yeah. that that chocolate pie, oh I haven't God. seen it since I was ten. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's always, it's always the thing. It's like, like, do I really want that? Will that make me happy, or right. am I just, you know, fulfilling some yeah. greed? And it's free drinks. And free drinks. Yeah, you don't pay for drinks at a buffet. 
You mean like booze? Booze, no. Get out of here. Nope. Thirty-six dollars. Mm-hmm. And there's booze. And there's booze. That do, that does not scan. I know. I feel like I'm on another planet. I know. That's amazing. Well, Vegas again wasn't built on buffets. But if it, in the show you pay for drinks. There's, 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 in the show you pay for drinks. Yeah. Right, right, right. You know, they usually have a waitress going through, but not a lot of people. You know, if you've had like four not, Bloody Marys with your uh, yeah six omelets, and or they have bottomless mimosas. Aye, aye, aye. So you can go see the show and then have or go have bottomless mimosas, then come and see the show. Right. I love the bottomless. There's about ten places in L.A. that have bottomless mimosas or Bloody Marys right. on Sunday for about sixteen bucks. It's a pretty good deal. That's good, yeah. And you can get just completely potty. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I think I think Uber and Lyft have kind of changed the game, right? For drinking. Oh, absolutely. Especially in L.A., just because it's you got to drive everywhere. Yeah. And Vegas is the same way. Everything's spread oh, out. Yeah. I mean, Vegas is really. I mean, we live. You know, I I live in Henderson, and that's uh, when I was doing Rock of Ages over at the Venetian. I was literally 15 minutes from my front door to my dressing room door. Oh yeah. Yeah. No matter what time of day. Oh, really? Because I can go three or four different ways to get into work. So you just look at the map. Oh, it's crowded well, here, Well, that's the thing there. if you're smart and know the back way in. Because once in a while, it just gets... But also, I was traveling on off hours. I had right. to be at work at 7.30 at night. Okay. So I leave my house at 7. Sure. And I still got 15 minutes to to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, literally. <laughs> I've always... I shot a film in, in Reno one time. So I was, I was, I was in Carson City for like uh-huh. a week. And every night we'd go play blackjack in yeah. the casino, and it was just. Oh, yeah. And then you get every idiot grips theory about the right way to gamble. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I love my thing. Um, uh, it's called the five dollar troll, and I'll play uh, always on, a, on an end machine that is either close to an entrance or an exit. Right, because those are supposedly pay more. Because that's the first thing you see and the last thing you and see. They want that one to be the one that's going ding 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 ding. Right. Ding. Exactly. So, and I've done very well sometimes with it and sometimes nothing, you know. Um, but yeah, that $5 troll I love. Yeah. But you know, you got to, obviously living in Vegas, you got to be very careful, you know, and it's oh, really yeah. easy to get carried away. But Cause I, I, I'm, I'm a strong believer in math and yeah. in um, non-superstition. Sure. Like just because you lost six times in a row doesn't mean anything. Yeah. The next one could win. The next 10 could win. Right. And I've lost so much money thinking that way. Yeah. Thinking, but you just got to think. Well, it has to turn around sooner or later, right? And it does, well, but you can't wait for it. It does, and sometimes, and you got to have the money to outlast it, or you have the wits to say it's not this machine or it's not this table, right? But the thing is, what I'm saying is, it doesn't. You can't tell, right? It's just a gut yeah. thing, which yeah. is not, which has zero. Like for efficacy. example, when you walk up to a machine and you see that it paid nine hundred dollars, do you play it, or do you think it's already done? I, I never noticed that. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the last payout? That's the last payout, yeah. I never would notice that. A lot of theories are, no, you know, it's already hit its thing. I've seen a guy, We saw, and actually we met them. Uh, they were both from Texas. He was here for three days. Big gambler from Louisiana. Uh, no, Louisiana. Um, and he played the same machine. Same machine. Now, he was betting. He's way out of me. I bet nickels. He bets, you know, dollars. Oops, yeah. You know, $35, $40 a hand on one push of a button. But... He won sixty-seven thousand dollars. Gosh! In three days. But what was his stake? Playing the same machine. It's like a twenty-five or a thirty-five dollar bet each hand. Mm-hmm. Well, Jesus, he must have I gone saw, through. I saw him get paid three times. The biggest one I saw was sixteen thousand. Then the smallest one I think I saw was like eight grand. Is that fun for him sitting at one machine? <clears throat> 
Like a he rat was in like, a box? He actually texted me. He goes, can you do me a favor and take a picture of that machine and send it to me? <laughs> <laughs> I miss it. Yeah, I miss my machine. I miss it. Oh. But the point being that, you know, it paid $16,000. He kept playing it for the same machine for three days. Yeah. And came back to it. And so. Well, that's the thing. is, like the, Well, because Delia and I, she was playing tonight. Mm-hmm. After after dinner, she she played this one with a gold bar. Right, you played it a bunch of times, a bunch of times, maybe ten bucks or so, fifteen, and then you like pulled out, and then we were standing ten feet away. And this woman sat down. And she goes, "I bet it's going to pay for her." And the woman's first pull, first pull, got a bonus game that was and like a million 15, free spins, fifteen extra games. And I think she ended up with about from twenty to sixty dollars. There's also a lot a, a theory that a lot of people you got a lot of hawkers here, and they'll watch they'll watch somebody play. And yeah. they'll see them just pump the machine, pump the machine, they'll pump watch the machine, the pump and then, and then they, they walk away and they step in. And they, they scoop in. On and the, then sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You never that's know. That's an interesting theory. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I wasn't going to gamble on all this trip, but then like the other night, like SLS, this thing, I have to have a Sharknado machine. Oh, yeah. And I'm a sucker for a big, funny, really well thought out sure. machine. And it's cool. It's got sharks. It's got like and David it's got, it's got And it's got Terra Reed screaming, oh, yeah, no, Reed. A shark. Oh, a shark. Yeah. And then the reels like stretch extra long, and there's yeah. this giant shark. Like, <clears throat> and I put 20 bucks in that and just watched it go away. Yeah. And I thought, God damn it. But other times I've played other ones, like the Batman machines are sure. always very good to me, or the Willy Wonka. We hear it living here. We hear it all the time. And it's like, uh, oh, this guy who doesn't gamble came in to meet some friends. He put a $20 bill in, and he won $7 million. Oh, this guy, oh, we just anecdotal. heard, yeah. I just saw, my boss had posted over at Red Rock, it was the morning of our show, I think it was, and he said, and he's like, hashtag, would you like some coffee with that jackpot, sir? So a guy literally went in, and I think he put in 40 bucks in, I don't know if it was Buffalo or whatever it was, and he won the $565,000 jackpot, <laughs> and his max bet was $3. So he played $3 and hit the jackpot for 500 Now, how many $3 he was in? Who knows? Another great story. A good friend of mine, very wealthy, very connected, says when he he was talking to a friend of his who's, again, not in the circles that I travel with because um, they have all their markers and their this and that. Yeah. And he had said, you know, how his his friend's wife was bragging that she just won a million dollars. She was gambling and she won a million dollars. And the husband went, that's great. Cause now she's only down 2 million. <laughs> yeah. So for sure. And this was like, we talked earlier, you want to get rich, you got to own crap. You got to own things. You got to own things. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. You, you, it's funny. You said, oh, I always, when you went to that little casino, you were like, I always wanted a place like this. And your wife was like, you do. It's the first I've heard of it. It's like owning your own restaurant, but it's, you know, I mean, the, the, the take has got to be insane. I don't know what the insurance is or whatever or the cost and uh, the gaming license and all that stuff, but it, it's a little mom-and-pop place with a connected bowling alley. Yeah. The food is great. We've eaten our way through the menu because sure. we get free food vouchers all the time. Oh, yeah? And you just go eat. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Because back in the day, it just seemed like it was all about gambling and every person there was... Yeah. I mean, I've 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 never been to Vegas without dropping a couple of hundred bucks gambling at least. So what's while I leave ahead? Right. Like five out of the hundred times, 200 right. times I've been here, I'm ahead. But I don't know. The system that we have is that when we win, you take um, 75% goes back in the bank. Okay. Then you've got 25% to play with. Or 
you put the 75% back in the bank. Let's say you take out 100 bucks, right? Like literally back these literally deposit back, it back, back in. into your account. Okay. Um uh let's say let's say like we take we don't take more than 50 50 bucks, 100 bucks and we go and when it's gone it's gone. Um and let's say you take 100 bucks and there's been times we've walked out of there with a couple thousand. Okay? So you got your original investment right there. Mm-hmm. So you're going to take at least $1600 and you're going to put that in the bank. Okay? Okay. Each of us get $100, $200 goes into an envelope to play the next time. Right. You try to always play with house money. Right, always. So when you lose that 200 that's in that envelope, it wasn't yours anyway. And you've already sure. deposited your big thing. So that's the goal. And it's really fun to actually keep a journal about it too. Oh, we won 80. You know, I put in a $5 bill and I walked away with 180 Okay, great. So put like 60 in the envelope. Put the rest in the bank. Put your five dollars back in your pocket, or your twenty dollars, or whatever. Then you That's just pull sweet. from See, there. I, I usually just like have a, a note in my phone for every trip, and I'll leave it. I'll go oh, plus one hundred balance right. blackjack, minus forty Wizard of Oz right. slot. You know, yeah. just so I have a tally because I feel like you might feel like you're losing, or feel like you're winning right. you know, without the actual data. Because you put forty dollars in a slot machine, it's gone in a minute. It, it, and you don't yeah. realize that's anything. Absolutely. And that's the other thing. It's like a lot of people, you know, the theory is about, um, I love how crafty time has turned into gambling hour. Yes. Um, uh, play, if you're going to play, then play the ones with the jackpots. Because maybe one in a million you're going to. One in a million you're going to hit it. You know sure. what I'm saying? You're going to spend the money anyway, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously play a game that you understand and a game that you enjoy. Do you play blackjack and stuff like that? I haven't. I've been here since 2012. I have not sat at a table yet. God, I love blackjack. Mm. I just, I don't know. It's just like the math. It's challenging enough and you have to know enough so it feels like you could be kind of an expert at it. Sure. And I like that. It's a competent. I like, I, listen, that's thing. what gambling is, but I don't like the person next to me who I think can kill my hand. Oh, yeah. But that's. I, last night I did everything right and I just got killed. Yeah. There were two times where it's like, should I, should I double that? That's a bold move. No, I won't. And if I had, I would have won, but for the wrong reasons. Right. Yeah, I would have got like an 11. Right. But then he would have busted. Sure. But it was like, that's not. That's not the, supposed to work. No, you got to play. You got to play the odds. You got to play the book. Yeah, and that's why I, I just play video poker. Yeah. And then some of the fun little, like that one we call boom boom. It's called Golden Dragon, but we call it boom boom because you try to get three drums, it goes boom boom boom, <laughs> then it lights up, then you get all these free spins. That's funny because so, I only play the ones that are like intellectual property that I'm familiar with. Right. Like the Jaws game. Sure. Or the, I tell you the Christmas story. No one I when I was here with my son, no, because he turned 21 last right. year. We played. There was a. Uh, a Christmas story next to the Catwoman and uh, and Batgirl right. from '66 Batman, like that. That was it. Like Yvonne DiCarlo and sure. Lee Merriweather, and then Christmas Story. And we just kind of like took turns looking at each other's machines, and it was so much fun. And, we, and like, cause it's the 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 sound things are so funny. Oh, sure. The animation's amazing. There's a fun new one over at Sunset, and it's I think it's based on Monty Python. Oh, like a Holy Grail. It's one? like storm the castle. <laughs> ah! You know, so it's yeah. There's stuff that you can't believe is a slot machine. Yeah, like the Sex in the City slot machines, right? Or the Walking Dead slot right. machines. It's all it's all the same program. It's just different photos. But it's the animation and the yeah. sound. Oh, yeah. The Game of Thrones one is on point. Right. It's really. I thought, God, there's there's a lot of jobs. A lot of job creation yeah. in the making of a game like that. Sure. Like programming it. And I always want, I watch these Discovery Channel shows about, you know, the science of gambling. Right. And like, 
I guess they're programmed to pay out at a certain percentage. That's right. And that's it. But here's the thing. The casino will say, uh, you know, X amount of dollars was paid. Yeah. Right. Well, only X amount of machines are programmed to pay. Okay. Technically. But it all has to be possible to pay. It's all probability. Right. Absolutely. So it has to be literally a random chance whether right. it'll pay or not. It's like I, I always felt, you know, because uh, uh, my uncle had said he was playing this one game, and you, know, you put your player's card in, and he hit a jackpot for like five thousand. Sure. And he went back the next day, and he put his card in. And he didn't win once. He thought the card. And knows he thought the card knew because I took that stupid card out. But then there's like, you know, I, when you get free slot play. It's rare that I've ever won when I've gotten free slot play, which is, and I don't stay on one machine. Yeah. I spread it around. Right, but does it know that it's you? I, it has to because you got to put the card in to activate the free slot play. Right. So the goal is you put the card in, activate, get as much of the free money out as you can, take the card out, and then try. We, there's so many theories. So do you feel like if you were sort of off the radar and just like cash economy, just played with cash and never got in any kind of card deal you would they would be able to do that to you or hard to say delis i feel like that has to be illegal for them to like limit your personal losses yeah delis delis um won more jackpots not playing her card than she has playing her card i play it for the points right because the more points you make then you get free slot play okay so what's the end game i don't know (laughs) then i then i met a guy i met a guy Really nice guy. He came to see Rock of Ages, a friend of the family. And then came a second time and brought some friends. Third time. He probably saw the show 23 times. Why? Wow. And, and he brought, and he just loved the show. Older gentleman. Not going to say why, but yeah, wow. Yeah, and I met his wife. I saw three times. I loved it. And his wife um, worked at Area 51. Oh, really? Oh, and I was prying her, and she's just, just she just literally gave me that smile like, <laughs> oh, you poor dear. I can't. Because <laughs> I was like, I need to know. Um, but anyway, um, he, I made him some stuff, some crafty stuff. And then he goes, you know what? Come to the house. I've got a bunch of shells and stuff. Can you do anything with shells? Because my kids collect. I got boxes and boxes. I said, sure. So I came by. We had a nice chat, you know, talk with them. And he's got a beautiful house in Lake Las Vegas. And it's over a million dollar house, which is a lot uh-huh. in Vegas. Sure. It's a lot anyway. That is yeah, a Vegas, lot. That's a- no, in Vegas, that's a lot. Okay. Because, you know, I had a... Uh, 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 four bedroom four bath that i remodeled in sherman oaks that out here that you know we sold for like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars bought it for 249 right um but that house out here would be ninety thousand dollars yeah it's very tempting you tell me that story it's like "Ah." i'm telling you there's no state tax my you've seen the property we have and you know i'm not bragging it's it's amazing we have a beautiful house it's five bedroom three baths 10 15 years old yeah well 20 years old it was built yeah um and we were joking it was like oh my god this house was built in 1990 it's really old and it was like well the house we bought in sherman oaks was built in 1939 yeah yeah by the lockheed corporation or exactly so um but yeah, it's it's what what Vegas allows me. I mean, I've lost a lot from being close to Hollywood. Um, right, you don't have that. They can't cash you tomorrow. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't. You know, that that I you know, and Hollywood is out of sight, out of mind. Thank God I've got you know, Filthy Rich, mm-hmm. which hopefully we get picked up for season three, I think uh, season should. four. Um, it's got to be a winner for them, a money maker. Yeah, it's yeah. mostly library. Footage. That's it, and it's one person and a crew of four. And it barely should, I, you know, I like how, 
Okay, segue. Yeah. This is your show, The Filthy Rich Guy on MSNBC. CNBC. CNBC. Yeah. And uh, it's 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 kind of like like Robin Leach's Lifestyle Rich and Famous. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an updated version of, but yeah. A, but it seems to me it's a much more, um, what's the word? Like satirical view of it. Yeah, we make fun of the one, top 1%. Like you're like, it's basically, can you believe these disgusting people are doing this with their right. money? But you're playing like the disgusting. Yeah, I'm. Oligarch. I'm. Yeah, I'm like you know. It's like one of my, one of my favorite it. episodes was. Uh, it was called Billionaire Bad Boys, and I come walking around a corner in this beautiful house, and it's like, who is the billionaire bad boy? He drives the fanciest cars, owns the most expensive houses, and only drinks the most expensive one of a kind bottles of scotch. And in the shot were two bottles of scotch. So I literally look at the scotch. Camera looks at me goes back to the scotch and I slide one of the balls off and it crashes and I go like I said one of a kind so that's that's the lure that's great yeah yeah because it's like I think that's we need that because we're yeah. starting to understand what the one percent is sure or the it's like the front kind of, we kind of are the one percent mm-hmm. if you look at the whole world oh absolutely but like it's really like the tenth of a percent yeah. a hundredth of a percent those like the Walmart people and the and these, sure. these oil and the, oil, oil yeah, the, the and guys stuff. who travel with two gold-plated escalators to get them off their planes. Aye, aye, aye. Not one, but two. 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 Why? Just because what if one breaks? So uh, then you would have to get off on a non-gold-plated escalator off your private jet. How do you? They make. Uh, uh, yeah. Is that really? Is that a real That's thing? That's a real thing. Is it like how how big is this? Like a seven forty-seven, like big it's, plane? Yeah, it's a massive. Absolutely massive. And a separate plane travels with it. Like a support plane that support has the plane. escalators. And- we did a thing on, it, was, it wasn't about the size of the boat anymore, the size of the yacht, because yachts just get bigger and yeah, bigger yeah, and yeah. bigger. It's the amount of tenders you have. And a tender is a smaller tenders boat. Shuttle that goes that back shuttle and back and forth. So there was this one guy who had six tenders. Each tender was $350,000. And they're really nice. They're and they're really, really nice. Yeah. One tender, one guy's sole job when he followed the yacht around was to shag the basketballs that went over the yacht. <laughs> they had a basketball. That was his her. full-time job. Well, I thought it was like, okay, all right. How about either learn how to play, first of all, or second of all, put up a freaking net. But when you're that you. rich, you're going to see a net. Eh, no, we'll just pay someone. Couldn't you buy like a thousand basketballs for what you'd pay a person in a week? Yeah, you can, but you can't. Um, you can't just let those go in the ocean. What do you care if you're if you're a yacht man? Well, there was the thing about uh, this. Did the dolphins get eat one? This one guy, yeah, this one guy who um, his yacht trained dolphins to like get them on their nose. And sure, back that yeah. would be cooler. He, uh, this one guy, his yacht apparently destroyed an entire coral reef. Because they drove it too close to it, oh, yeah. and whatever, and the guy was like, "I wasn't even on the boat," and it's like, "Doesn't matter." So I think he had to pay like three or four million dollars to have the coral reef restored. Oh, can you just pay for a coral reef? I mean, mm-hmm. don't they have to grow back over thousands of years? What you have to do is you have to get the people down there to cultivate, fix what's broken, put this, put that, and do whatever. I don't know. I guess I don't get it. But still, I. I, I... So, okay, how many, you got three seasons of that in the can? Three seasons in the can, yeah. That's great 30, 30 episodes. And they use you more every season. Yeah, that was, that was really nice because they said, we want more of the host. Yeah. And that was the fans saying that. Well, that's cool because yeah. it's just so many shows. Like, I don't love all those other people who are like going, 
it's in that sort of model of um, those shows like The Greatest Week Ever. Right. Or those VH1 shows. Yeah. Where they get three or four comedians to sit around and just riff on whatever the topic is. And they right. cut them on a blue screen. And I don't know who these people are. Right. Are they like writers? They're like journalists for magazines that know about wealth or something? Yeah. Yeah. They're all they're all people that work for, for different organizations that know, understand all that stuff. See, that's a, that seems like a sweet gig. Yeah. Just go to a blue screen studio and riff about whatever the thing is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what's cool is I pitched to them uh, that it would be fun to do, because we always do an intro, but there's no outro. The show ends really it just ab- ends again. It's really abruptly because of the timing and this and that. And, and it takes a lot. You know, the majority of the work that's done is by the producers and the writers. Oh, sure. The editing and, and the editing and the lawyers. And the licensing of all those clips. Because you can't say certain things. He's, yeah, well, he's worth $42 billion. No. So, you have to say he's worth an estimated. An estimated. Exactly. You, have to, you have to allege this, that, the other, because there was a... In the a, neighborhood of... There was a famous thing that where this billionaire was... Forbes wrote an article on him, and they said he was only worth $32 billion, and he's technically worth $38 billion. Yeah. And he sued because they said he made them... He, they made him look bad in his... Oh, really? And he won. Oh. Yeah. Ironically, he could I'll buy that network. They probably couldn't afford to pay him. Exactly, but it's it's the punitive damage. I yeah, guess. so it's so it's like that's you know we constantly get changes like that. So we always do the intro and the the outro is always just so fast. So I had pitched to them, let's do an intro and then do an end, and it's like it was something like, so what have we learned, my filthy rich friends? First, you should do this, this, and this. So this way, you know, you take another um, forty-five to fifty seconds. To close the show out, now you multiply that times 10, that's one and a half episodes. That's one and a half episodes of content they don't have to put in that show. They can save it for another show. Just by having a little written Just recap. Just by having a written recap at the end. And then one more little dolly shot and exactly. you're done. Exactly. Well, that would, Until I, next I think, time. And they love it. They love the idea. Because uh, you standing there, it's got to be a little <coughs> cheaper than buying 50 clips to fill that minute. Yeah, exactly. And then you don't have to run the, the you don't have to run the, because the, I told him, I said, let's do a fun thing with the scroll. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Jeff, love that guy. I don't. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so, but they love the idea. And it'll save them, it'll save them, you know, a lot of time and a lot of effort. That's cool, man. How, so are you pressed? Do you have to go and do yeah, more? Yeah, I got to go learn some music. Got to do some more homework? I'm going to bang my head up against the wall. <laughs> and it's like you always do the first one, and there's things that you screwed up, and then we get a chance to do it the second time, and the second time is always better. Then you're driving home going, God, why didn't I, didn't I? You know, so you can always you can only prep as much as you can. Like I can't get any more lyrics in my head. Right. What I'm trying to get in my head now is because I have four talking segments. I don't know what I'm going to say yet. Right. I just play it by ear. But that's you, though. You're that's, not, you yeah. don't have to get that right. No, you just no, have to that, have the... Yeah, I totally play with the audience. That's fine. But it's the segue because everything segues into the next song. Right. So, and I got to make sure that, you know, the 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 ending... You got to give the line to I got to give the line conductor. so the conductor can start. So I got to go over that. And then I just got to go over... Um, because Dali and I, you know, she, she we kind of like stage everything. So we only have literally uh, an hour tomorrow morning. So you're going to get, like, kind of dress rehearsal? Kind we're of gonna, yeah, we're going to get in there, like, at 10.30. we got to be done by 11.30 because they open the doors. Sure. Uh, and then we've got um, CBS 
coming backstage to do interviews. Oh, cool. So we have to do all that, like too. Like the local news? The local the... news is coming, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So it's a big day, and it's like, I'm just looking at everything i got to do, and um, with, with all the reviewers coming out, and it's like, yeah, you want to put your best foot forward, but what makes this show so successful is we just fly by the seat of our pants, and sometimes i got to remind myself of that, uh-huh. but that still doesn't mean I can't, I, I can't be prepared. You got to do your work. You're yeah. a pro. Yeah. That opening number has got to be right. You know, if something happens in like the fifth or sixth song where somebody. Well, then you've got them. Then it doesn't matter. But that opening number. If that doesn't come out of the gate and I'm trying something really different tomorrow, and you'll see. I'm you not even going to tell. You keep teasing it. I'm excited. To see um, but just to give you an idea, you know, it's like I always joke about the fact that I love flop sweat. Oh, yeah. I thrive on it. Oh, yeah? Because it just makes me feel alive and it makes me think more and does. So I'm trying something tomorrow. It may tank. They may not get it. I may be in the step and repeat going, so what happened at the beginning? But I think I've got it figured out. I've been doing comedy long enough. That okay. I think I have it figured out that they're going to get it. So I'm very excited. All right. Well, let's yeah. talk to a wrap up. Sure there's, do you listen to a lot of podcasts or? Are you a podcast consumer? No, not right now. Also, just often don't have they a lot of end time. with, they have like certain sort of stock ants questions. Okay. Kind of like inside the actor studio used to do. Okay. And the one I like to ask is, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? <sighs> what do I want to be when I grow up? You clearly are growing up, but it's like. Successful. You start thinking about, everyone's got a goal. Yeah. Successful. Yeah. Yeah. You don't feel like you are successful? No. No, I think I, I've been successful, and I, I think I'm I think I'm on the right path for success. But that's just, I'm not just talking monetary. I'm talking as a person, as a husband, as a father. You seem to be doing a pretty good job. So yeah, but um, you know, when you're a perfectionist, you're always looking to get better. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think successful. And again, it's not just monetary. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we, everybody would love to be able to not worry about you know but where the like, next but paycheck is. Like, what do you is. want to be? What job? What do you want to do? Like, what's your what's the perfect Bob Tordy? expression to like to spend because like we were talking about oh you should go do this job go be it wouldn't be fun to be a bartender or a cowboy but i mean what are you if like what email would you get tomorrow from who that you'd be very excited to get hmm i i well i think it would be that season four of filthy rich is picked up and actually we're going to give you a three-year option ah yeah and i'm i would love to be a producer on the show yeah piece of the action yeah not necessarily a piece of the action, but it would just help. Sure. You know, so it's like I'm giving you something for nothing. Just yeah. just put producer next to my name, host and producer. Um, and then to produce. That's that's the thing. That's what Dilly and I are doing right now. I'd love to. The goal with Brunch to Broadway is to get it on the cruise ships, to get it into the Indian gaming casinos because I have a connection there and to run this all over anywhere I can because it is a this it's a marketed brand that has legs. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's literally entertainment and it's and it's and that's the thing it's designed for the gaming industry right so um it could go anywhere it could go to macau it could go you know who knows sure so a global a global producer for my own my own show but part of the magic of it is that you're in it you guys have legit that Broadway yes cred, that too. would be that would be tough to do it without but but there are others out there yeah who have similar broadway cred sure we're probably in a similar career path absolutely you know, so it's, absolutely. It's like so yeah, we franchise. would we would definitely have to. They're not um, as charming as you are, of course. You know. <laughs> we definitely have to reinvent the formula. Sure. But you know, like I would have to find a me, somebody sure. who was can, at the drop of his hat, figure it out, fix it, do this whole thing. 
you know, um, be good with the audience. And then the rest is just entertainment. It's just good entertainment. Mm -hmm. So I think you're on the right track. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Thank you for helping me make that magic wand. Yeah, magic wand. You're going to post photos. Oh, yeah. Well, Crafty Time has its own Instagram. Okay. So, you know, not I'll, I'll, I'll post it too. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Bob, and thank you for hosting Hi, Mark, me here buddy. tonight. Absolutely. Good to see you. All right. And now, the, you know, the podcast's over when I push this button. Hi, guys. Hope you like that podcast with Mark and Bob Torty. Be sure to like and subscribe and all that jazz. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm